ready for retirement? Do you feel comfortable about your years of retirement? Many women don't feel ready or have some questions that need to be answered. Welcome to Women Seeking Blissful Retirement with Maria Lucasen. We've got some amazing guests and terrific ideas to make sure you are preparing and enjoying retirement. Now, here's your host, Maria Lucasen. Yes, hello. Welcome to today's show of Women Seeking Blissful Retirement at the Empowerment Channel of Voice America the largest radio platform in the world of talk radio shows. Welcome to all my listeners in the United States and Canada, but also in Europe, listeners from France, the Netherlands, from Australia, Japan, India, all over the world, anywhere you are and are listening to this show live or as a recording. I'm so grateful that you are making time for you to find out more about the topic of retirement. It's my great pleasure to present this series of shows and bring subjects that will help you in planning and preparing for the next chapter in life. My name is Maria Lucassen and I am excited. Besides talking with our guest experts on this week's topic, I also have some inspiring wise women words, a quote of the week, a tip or resource for fast action takers. So, as always, I want to start with the affirmation for this week. And an affirmation opens the door. It's the beginning point on the path to change. In essence, you are saying to your subconscious mind, I am taking responsibility. I am aware that there is something I can do to change. When I talk about doing affirmations, I mean consciously choosing words that will either help eliminate something from your life or help create something new in your life. Affirmations are like seeds planted in soil. Poor soil, poor growth. Rich soil, abundant growth. The more you choose to think thoughts that make you feel good, the quicker the affirmations work. So today's affirmation is as follows. Okay, where did my notes go? Okay, the affirmation is, I am now creating an income base that supports my financial security and my freedom of time. Uh, This is uh, an uh, affirmation that I personally often use because it helps me to focus on the future and that whatever I do in my business, where I work, I can create my income base for the future and have financial security whenever I need it when I retire. So that is um, a good way to start your day. This uh, show is a talk show for unique women who dream to retire soon, blissfully, of course. If this is what you are dreaming about, you are at the right place. You can still be working a job, but if you are contemplating early retirement now because of the situation with COVID-19, you need to be listening here. My show provides great information, new perspectives, 
wonderful life stories and useful tips to make retirement the best time of your life. So in this show, we feature guest experts with many topics. Last, uh, last week or two weeks ago, I talked with Forbes Riley, and she gave us all permission to dream and achieve the goals that we set our mind to. So today I want to welcome to the show our speaker for the show and see her name is Mary Beth Franklin. Hello Mary Beth, how are you doing? Hello Maria, I'm doing great. Thank you for inviting me to be a guest on your program. I'm so glad that you have time today to talk with us because um, we are going to talk about a really important topic for many women. The title of our show is that it's critical to know everything or at least a lot of social security because it's going to be a big part, a big source of our income in retirement. So before I continue and start with asking you some questions, I wanted to do a quick read of your bio, which is very impressive. Mary Beth Franklin is one of the country's leading experts on social security and Medicare. She's an award-winning journalist and certified financial planner. Mary Beth writes a weekly column on retirement issues for investment news, a publication for financial advisors. She's also author of the ebook Maximizing Your Social Security Retirement Benefits. In 2016, Mary Beth was honored with a Hero Award from the Women's Institute for a Secure Retirement for her efforts to improve retirement security among women. She is also an inaugural member of the Certified Financial Planner Board of Standards Women Initiative Council, which focuses on improving racial diversity in the financial service profession. Previously, Mary Beth served as the tax and retirement editor for Kiplinger's Personal Finance Magazine and editor of Kiplinger's Annual Retirement Planning Guide. Early in her career, Mary Beth was a Capitol Hill reporter for United Press International. She is a frequent guest on numerous radio and television programs. Her podcast, The Retirement Repair Shop, was launched in 2019 and now is that in, her, in the second season. So, Mary Beth, you did a lot of journalism and writing for different organizations and um, so how did you find your topic at the moment of social security when did that become uh, the topic that you got passionate about and that you wanted to help people with well it's funny I spent much of my journalism career here in Washington DC usually covering uh, Congress and the White House and federal policy. But yeah. my interest in Social Security was very personal. I'm the youngest of five children, and my siblings are all much older than I am. Um, and as they reached Social Security claiming age, they were claiming benefits as soon as they were eligible at age 62 and continuing to work 
And they complained to me that they were giving up some or all of their Social Security benefits because of those earnings. And my reaction, and this was back in about 2008, was, well, gee, that's stupid. Let me look into it. And I embarked on this process of learning everything there was to know about Social Security benefits and the best way and timing to claim them, to maximize them over your lifetime based on your personal situation and your marital status. So ever since 2008, I have been specializing in telling both consumers and financial advisors the best way to maximize Social Security benefits, which are critically important for women because women tend to live longer than men, uh, meaning they spend more of their time in retirement, and they often do so with less savings given their lower average lifetime earnings. So consequently, women rely more heavily on Social Security than men, and it's very important for them to know the best way to claim those benefits. Yes, I totally agree with that. And I, I see uh, why that is the case. I I would love for you to go a little bit deeper in why the, the Social Security that women get compared to men uh, when they are um, eligible and um, get Social Security. They get a lot more as women. So can you give us a little bit uh, about the background, why that is, why? Yes. Why the Social Security benefits are based on your average lifetime earnings. The more you earn throughout your career, the higher your benefits are going to be. And unfortunately for a lot of women, they tend to take breaks in their career, either for uh, child caregiving um, times or caring for elders or for other reasons that they're not in the workforce. Consequently, they tend to have lower average lifetime benefits, which translates into lower Social Security benefits. Now, there are other aspects. Marital status has a lot to do with it. A woman who does not work outside the home her entire life Uh, may not be entitled to a Social Security benefit on her own earnings record, but the fact that she's married to a worker who is eligible for Social Security means that she would be entitled to a benefit as a spouse. And a spousal benefit is worth up to half of the amount of her husband's benefit while he is alive. And if he dies first, she is then eligible for a larger survivor benefit, which can be worth up to 100% of what he was receiving. So it's very important for people to understand how their marital status and their age at time of claim affects their Social Security benefits. People can claim benefits as early as age 62, but they often do not realize that if they claim their Social Security benefits early, they are permanently reduced as compared to waiting to your full retirement age to claim 100% of what you're entitled to. Yes. Yes. Uh, I know, especially now, I think there might be a lot more people considering taking the early retirement as early as 62. Now with the COVID-19 situation, of course, 
the situation, the con uh, circumstances are different uh, because there are more people who are unemployed. And for that reason, often the woman is the one then that is making the first choice to um, get social security and get it early and not wait for full retirement age and uh, be able to claim 100%. So, um, yeah, the COVID-19 situation is not really uh, helping women in, in making that decision. It's forcing them uh, often to make the decision um, because they are out of work right now. Yes, um, I, Social Security is one of the big sources for women in retirement. I've read something uh, just a, a, a week ago that more than 55% um, of women uh, relies on Social Security for um, in, in, in when they retire. And that's much more as, as, yeah, as the guys, of course, which uh, do have better, uh, I don't know, taking care of themselves. But there's many women who rely for 90% or almost totally on Social Security. There's a big difference there. Women, it's about 45%. Um, and for guys, it's only 32%. So there's a big difference there uh, for women um, with regard to the, uh, the value of Social Security while they retire. Um, That's right. That's because um, women tend to spend their final years alone, either due to widowhood, yeah. divorce, never being married, and the fact that they tend to outlive men. So even when a married couple makes a, uh, an optimum decision about how and when to claim their Social Security benefits, for example, um, when people are willing to delay claiming their Social Security benefits beyond their full retirement age, they earn 8% per year between their full retirement age and age 70, it, that's the, the latest age you'd want to claim Social Security. That's when these delayed retirement credits stop. So, for example, if my full retirement age benefit is at, uh, at 66 years old, is $2,000 a month, and I wait four years until age 70, I'm going to get 32% more. I'll get $2,640 a month. And then every year when there's a cost of living adjustment, that annual adjustment will be applied to a bigger base. So I'll get a bigger raise each year. Now, I often urge married couples to have one spouse, preferably the one with the bigger benefit, wait up until age 70 to collect the biggest retirement benefit possible. Because if that's the husband and the husband is likely to die first, he has also locked in the largest possible survivor benefit for his wife. Now, often the case, I will say to those same married couples, even though the husband plans to wait until age 70 to collect the biggest Social Security benefit possible, it may make sense for the wife, if she's not working, to go ahead and claim benefits early at 62. It brings some cash into the household. It takes away a bit of the sting of having 
the other spouse, the husband, wait till 70. And here's a little secret that most people don't understand. Even though her retirement benefits would be permanently reduced for the rest of her life because she claimed early, it would have no impact on her survivor benefit. As long as she is at least full retirement age, when she collects that survivor benefit, she will still get 100% of what her husband was collecting or entitled to when he died. And at that point, her smaller benefit goes away. But think about this for a minute. Let's just say the husband was collecting $2,000 a month and she as the wife was collecting $1,000 a month. As a household, they collect $3,000 a month he dies, she steps up to that bigger $2,000 a month, but now her smaller benefit of $1,000 a month goes away. They have, as a household, she has just lost a third of the household social security benefits. And that's what she's going to live on the rest of her life. So social security was never designed to be the sole source of retirement income. Mm -hmm. Though it's quite unfortunate that Many of the very elderly Social Security benefits, and two-thirds of them tend to be women, the 85-plus, as you mentioned, for some of them, Social Security is their only source of income in retirement. Yes, and I, th- I think Social Security was started in an era that people in general were not living as long as we are now, uh, right now. Um, I mean, in, in the 1930s, I think that's when it started. People might get 65 or 70 years old. And now all of a sudden we have 20 extra years that we still want to live. And um, yes, for that reason, the social security is probably not um, going to be enough for most of us, especially because the ones that are retiring in their 60s, no matter if it's 62, 65, or 70, we all are in a different physical shape, most of us, as the the people that retired, uh, say, 60, 70 years ago. So we have different expectations, I think, about retiring and uh, what the money needs to pay for. Exactly. You know, when Social Security was started in 1935 under uh, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, the idea was that was um, in the midst of the Great Depression. And part of the idea of creating Social Security was to give some basic income to older workers, to encourage them to leave the workforce, to free up some jobs for younger workers. Mm -hmm. Uh, But even back then, it was never designed as the sole source of income in retirement. But as you correctly pointed out, 80 years ago or so, the nature of work was so much different. It was so much more physical labor. And people, frankly, did not live that long once they stopped working. Now we have so much of our workforce that are white-collar jobs, and they're retiring still in their 60s, but may live well into their 80s or 90s and beyond. And for those people, it could mean that living in retirement lasts longer than their entire working career. So we have to figure out multiple sources of income to provide 
for us in our retirement. And yes, Social Security is a very important part of that. And particularly now with so few industries offering traditional pensions, people used to be able to rely on Social Security and a pension and some sort of personal savings. Well, those pensions are history for most people. And Mm -hmm. so for many, the only source of guaranteed income and retirement they can count on is Social Security. And that's why it's so important when people start in the workforce, they need to get into that habit of putting aside part of every paycheck into their future retirement savings. And it can be fairly painless if it goes directly from your paycheck into your company-sponsored 401k plan or 403b plan if you're a teacher or maybe a nurse, or if you don't have access to an employer-provided retirement plan, you can always save through an individual retirement account. But we all do need to take some personal responsibility to save now for our future. Yes, uh, and that is so true. I come from a different country and I was raised with saving money was just something that we did as a kid. So it was a habit that I have had all my life. But indeed, um, pensions are something from the past. You're lucky if you still get a pension, if it's still part of uh, the work that you did. But for the majority of us, we will have to look for additional sources of income. Um, And 401k is a good way because it gives you a match from the employer, which is free money. So um, some people say um, it's not a good thing to have a 401k, but free money is free money. So And it also gives you the possibility to save. And you don't see the money, so you really don't notice it. And definitely now in, in this time where um, so many uh, women... And, and men have no savings and are retiring, they might need to look for other sources. They might even have to work again uh, to, to make ends meet or to, to have sufficient income that they can do some things in, in their retirement life uh, that gives them joy. So right. Actually, how is that? Good, yeah. Very good point, Maria. I think... For a lot of people, some form of continued employment in retirement will mean so much, not just financially. Certainly, Mm -hmm. it would be nice to have that added income, but we do see all sorts of research of the importance of social connection and to continue to be mentally and physically stimulated through work. So I think some sort of, you know, part-time job or seasonal work or consulting work, it doesn't have to be the same job that you slaved away, you know, during your working career. It could be something completely different, but it's, it's healthy and important for our, our welfare and for our finances. And I also think people need to get creative with perhaps other sources of income. For many Americans in particular, Um, Home ownership is one of their greatest sources of wealth, and yet it's it's equity that's tied up in that home. I think going forward, people will have to find creative ways to tap into that home equity 
to create income in retirement, something like a reverse mortgage, I think in the future may be a good solution for some people to create more income. A reverse mortgage, basically, instead of you paying the bank each month for your house, uh, the bank pays you. And then the loan is not due until you move out of that home permanently or until you die and then it comes out of your estate. A lot of people don't like the idea of, of tapping into that, but frankly, many people have more money tied up in their homes than they have in their retirement account, and it could be a viable source of income in retirement. I can see that. Um, yes, there's many uh, people that have a house that they bought probably uh, when they got married, when they got their family, their kids, and where they lived all their life. And it's not an easy decision to say, okay, um, it's just the two of us now. We are empty nesters, so we don't need all this space anymore. Let's move somewhere else and let's move smaller. Because that would be another way of downsizing and of having maybe uh, less to pay for the house and more money to spend on on other things. Um, right. That, so that is an, a problem that many um, people in the 50s, 60s are facing and where they do not want to decide, really. You know, one other thing that's very different of our current generation of retirees, and I count myself in that age group, I'm 65, when I look back at my parents, they came from a generation that generally did not own credit cards. They lived from the amount they got from their jobs, and that's what they lived on. They did not finance a higher lifestyle through credit cards. Many of us do today, and that means a lot of people are going into retirement with debt, both mortgages, and that's you know, in past generations, people retired, they had paid off their mortgage. They didn't have that extra expense. And now people are retiring, they may have a mortgage and they may have big ongoing credit card bills. You have to realize in retirement, if your um, sources of income are reduced, you have to figure out how to live within your means. And one of the best ways you can do that is before you retire, you pay off some of those big bills, including your mortgage and your credit card bills. Yes, um, it's all in the planning, really, isn't it? And many women do not think ahead of time in that respect, especially the ones that are married and that are relying on the husband to take care of a lot of the financial sides of, of their um uh, together uh, their marriage and, and where they are living. But um, planning and preparing, thinking about that part of the future is something that we try to put uh, away uh, as far ahead as possible until that day then all of a sudden comes and we have not thought about it and are not really prepared. Earlier on, you mentioned retirement is not just... Uh, being financially secure, there's so much more in retirement that can um, make you happy. And one of the things, like if you need to 
work to have additional income. It is indeed something that can give you social connections again, can give you a purpose in life, and it can make you feel valued again, because often that is the case that those that had to retire and didn't make plans, they are um, a little bit bored often at home and feel undervalued, not connected with, with people. So it's, it's a good idea just to think of a way to get out of the house and um, have a, a meaning in life again, if you have to work Absolutely. or go for work. You know, I, I know you have to take a break at some point, but I yes. do want to um, at some point go back to the discussion of how COVID-19 has affected many women's retirement plans and what to do about it, particularly when it comes to a social security claiming decision. Okay. Yes. Um, it's good that you mentioned the break because that's actually happening in the next few seconds. So um, we are going to make this break right now. So and then we can say, okay, when we come back, we will talk about the COVID-19 situation and, and see how women that are in that situation can best adapt to social security and the benefits they can get. Okay. So I'll see you in a few minutes. Okay. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Have you been wondering, is this all there is in life? You've been a good worker, year after year. You've checked off the boxes and retirement is near. Or maybe you've been forced to take early retirement. These are supposed to be the golden years, yet it feels empty. You feel all alone, questioning your life direction. Or maybe you've experienced a medical scare or find yourself caring for elderly parents or kids who've moved back home. You're unmotivated and passionless, left pondering what you're going to do with the next chapter of your life. You're not alone. You're in the discovery phase. As retirement expert Maria Lukasin says, it's time to step into freedom and fulfillment so that you can live your best years yet. First, you've got to learn to adapt and thrive during uncertain times. Find out how by getting your free next chapter assessment. Just click on the banner at the host page or email Maria at MariaLukasinHQ.com. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. To reach Maria Lucasen, her guest, or the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send to Maria at marialucasenhq.com. Now, back to Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. Yes, hello, ladies. Welcome back again. I hope you enjoyed the first part 
of our show with the very interesting topic of social security for women and why there are all these differences and when is the best time to uh, get in action and start uh, looking into uh, getting social security for you or for your family. Um, I hope when this uh, show resonates with you and you're listening in one of the podcast channels like iTunes or iHeartRadio, that you leave us a five-star review so that there are more women who can find us and can listen to all the different topics that we talk about in the radio show. And if you want to uh, ask me a question or you have a comment, please feel free to email me. I can answer questions in the next episode. So I now will uh, go back to my guest for today, Mary Beth. You mentioned a hot topic just before the break, COVID-19. And um, I have many co-workers or friends that are in my age group, which is your age group too, uh, are unemployed right now because um, they were terminated. Uh, what can uh, you suggest to them? Well, you're absolutely right, Maria. Even though there's been this growing appreciation in the last few years of the value of waiting to claim Social Security benefits until they're worth more at an older age, up to age 70, the reality is COVID has disrupted many lives. Some people have lost their jobs due to the pandemic. Others have chosen to take early retirement because they have health concerns and are afraid to go back to work. In both those cases, uh, those people may be wondering, gee, I need the money. Should I claim Social Security now sooner than I had expected? Well, yeah. certainly, if you need the money, go ahead and claim your benefits. You are eligible to collect benefits as early as age 62, particularly if you're not working. If you claim benefits before your full retirement age, and you continue to have earnings from a job, you could temporarily lose some or all of those benefits if you earn too much money. So I generally say don't claim early if you're working, but if you're not working due to COVID and you need the money, go ahead and claim those benefits because it is possible if down the road your situation changes and perhaps you go back to work or you don't need the money down the road, um, there may be a way for you to undo that Social Security decision so you can get a bigger benefit in the future. And there are two do-over opportunities. The first one is called withdrawing your application for benefits. And anyone can do that within the first 12 months of claiming Social Security. If you change your mind, you can withdraw your application, but there's a catch. You have to pay back any benefits you had received. Mm -hmm. Now, why would I want to do that? Um, maybe I, I claimed early because I thought I really needed the money and gee, I suddenly got another job. I can pay those benefits back and then down the road when I'm older and my benefits are worth more, I can claim Social Security as if for the first time, it wipes the slate clean. Now, I may have a second opportunity 
but now I've got to wait until my full retirement age. At that point, I can suspend my benefits. That means any checks I have been receiving stop. Technically, they're not checks anymore. They're direct deposits to your bank account. But the payments would stop. I don't have to pay anything back when I suspend benefits. But the reason I might want to do that is once I reach my full retirement age or later and I suspend my benefits, I now start earning those delayed retirement credits of 8% per year. And I can earn those extra credits all the way up until age 70. And then my benefits would resume at 70 at a higher rate. So that gives some people hope that if they need to collect benefits now, even though they're lower than they had once thought because they're claiming early, there may be a way for them to boost their benefits in the future. Ah, okay. That is a very interesting. I didn't know uh, about that. So there's two ways. Either um, in the, within the first 12 months, you can uh, withdraw your application and you pay back the, uh, the benefits that you got. Right. And then you can earn whenever you are, uh, whatever you are making at your new job or however you are um, earning money. Or the second time is when you um, suspend benefits and you can do that at the age of full retirement. So full retirement age or older, anytime between full retirement age and 70. Okay. And then uh, you you don't claim your benefits, so you're earning um, additional credits again, and you can uh, get the maximum benefit when you uh, reach 70 again. Okay. Right. Let, let me give you a math example of how that would work. Again, yeah. assume I'm um, eligible for $2,000 a month in Social Security benefits at my full retirement age of 66. But something happened, and I decided to claim at 62. So I'm not getting $2,000 a month. I'm only going to get 75% of that, uh, $1,500 a month, because I've claimed four years early. Well, I could claim those benefits for four years, and when I get to my full retirement age, I could say, you know what? I really wish I had a bigger benefit. I'm going to suspend my benefits so for four years, I suspend my benefits, and that lower amount that I started with, $1,500, is now growing by 8% a year. When I get to 70, and I multiply that 75% benefit that I was getting initially times 1.32, that's the extra 32% in delayed retirements, I come up with 99%. By age 70, I have virtually restored my full retirement age benefit. Now, this works particularly well in married couples. Let's say the husband who was the bigger earner was the one that chose to collect early benefits at 62, and they were permanently reduced. And he was fine with that until he realized, hey, if I collect a smaller benefit and I die first, now my widow is going to get a smaller survivor benefit. Yeah. He's a perfect candidate that when he gets to his full retirement age to suspend his benefits and let them grow up until age 70. And so he, at that point, will collect a bigger benefit. And if he dies first, his widow will get a bigger survivor benefit. Yes. Yes. And, and so in, in a way, that's a very nice um, 
feature or backdoor, whatever you want to call it, to uh, still be able at 70 to claim uh, a larger amount of benefit um, if it works out for you in, in, your, in, your, in your real life. Because I, I, you don't have to pay in until 70, isn't it? The claiming is not depending on how long you are paying into the system. Is that correct? Well, actually, um, Social Security benefits are based on your average lifetime earnings. You have to work at least 10 years because you get four credits a year and you need at least 40 credits to Mm -hmm. be eligible for Social Security. But the amount you receive in Social Security is based on your top 35 years of earnings. So say you're a woman who's uh, stayed home and took care of the kids, and maybe you only have 15 years of earned income. You're entitled to a benefit, but they're going to calculate that benefit amount on your top 35 years of earnings. In your case, you're going to have 20 years of zeros for earnings, and that's going to give you a very small average lifetime earning and consequently a small social security benefit. The good news is no matter what your age is, if you continue to work, even if you've taken years or decades off, you continue to add to your social security earnings record. And if those earnings boost your average lifetime earnings, then you're going to have a bigger benefit in the future. Okay. So then I would claim at, uh, say, at 70, say, for example, for me, I came to the United States 20 years ago. So if I would claim I'm at 70, which is in six years time, I only would have 26 years. So so you're going to have nine years of zeros there um, in your average lifetime earnings. And yeah. that's going to affect your benefit. Now, The other advantage of Social Security is it's a progressive system so that long-time lower-earning workers get a higher replacement rate of their pre-retirement income than high-income workers. So somebody who's making $150,000 a year every year for 35 years is going to get a bigger dollar benefit but it's going to represent a smaller replacement rate of their pre-retirement earnings than someone who made $25,000 a year for their whole life. They'll get a smaller dollar amount in benefits, but it might represent maybe 40% of their pre-retirement earnings as opposed to maybe 25% for a high-income person. You know, there's a topic I'd like to switch to, which is very important for many women. And it's what are Social Security benefits for divorced spouses? We have uh, an enormously high rate of divorce, particularly in the United States. The good thing is for people to understand that if you are married at least 10 years before you divorce, you may be eligible for a Social Security benefit based on your ex-husband's earnings record. Now, there's a couple rules here. Um, you, you can't remarry. If you remarry, you lose the opportunity to collect on that ex-husband's benefit. 
except if you remarry and that second marriage ends. Well, now you're single again. Quite possible you would be able to collect on your ex-husband. And here's another crazy rule. And I say this because Social Security has about 2,700 rules that govern Social Security benefits. And about half of them are exceptions. And many of the exceptions apply to divorced spouses. So here's the rule. You must be married at least 10 years, divorced, and currently single, and you may be able to collect on your ex. Of course, you have to be at least 62 years old to get benefits. Yeah. If, let's say, if you're currently married to somebody, and let's say you're a wife and you have no Social Security benefits of your own, but as soon as your husband collects his benefit, you as his spouse gets to collect yours. Well, what happens if you're divorced and maybe it was a nasty divorce and your ex-husband says, you know what, I am never going to retire and you are never going to get a dime of my Social Security benefits. Well, Congress thought that might be a problem. So there's a special exception for divorced spouses. As long as you are married at least 10 years, divorced, currently single, and you have been divorced for at least two years, You can collect on your ex's record even if your ex hasn't claimed yet. That's known as being an independently entitled ex-spouse. And there's one other really big exception for divorced spouses. I told you, you have to be currently single to collect benefits on your ex-husband's record. That only applies if he's alive. Even if if you waited till age 60 or later to remarry, you still can't collect on a living ex. But if your ex dies, you can collect survivor benefits on that ex-spouse, even if you're married to somebody else. Wow. Okay. And lots of rules. Yes, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, In a way, I think that what I hear right now it's well thought out, especially for women who at the older age all of a sudden become single again or who um, are not married anymore for whatever reason to the person that they started off with, that they still have a possibility to get Social Security uh, benefits for them because Uh, When we grow older, we do not have the chance to make our own income like what we do when we are in a working uh, period of our life. So it's important then to have at least one source of income um, to to be able to live in some way. Um, Because uh, uh, women who are considered poor... Uh, is very large. I think Social Security prevents about um, 30% of women over 85 to be categorized uh, as poor because uh, they are able to to claim uh, Social Security benefits. So it's it's a program, it's a system, I think, that definitely helps a lot of women to stay in, uh, in a certain secure way uh, of living and living a healthy life for until they're really old. I wanted to throw out another idea. You know, women tend to be very social creatures. They, they depend on their friends and their colleagues. 
a lot of women are finding in retirement that sharing their home with a roommate or two can be a great way to cut costs and also create, you know, a nice social circle of friends. So people who find themselves maybe widowed or divorced, they love their home, but it's really expensive to maintain, may want to consider some form of house sharing. And there's all sorts of information uh, online of how to create house sharing agreements. Um, you know, it's, it's sort of like the Golden Girls, the TV show we all used to watch about uh, the older women sharing a, a place in Florida together. Well, it's a very real way of life that can help um, women particularly enjoy their retirement more financially comfortably than they could do on their own. Oh, yes, I can see that. And um, I, I, I think it's, 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 a, it's a great way of um, sharing space as well as sharing costs and expenses and still have also social connections of people in the house where you can fall back off because that's very important. Loneliness is a big factor in retirement. And so, um, Mary Beth, I thank you for that suggestion. I know you have written a book about this topic of social security. Um, can you tell the listener a little bit about it, how they can get it, where they can find it? Um, so it's ending our show in a few minutes. So if you can tell the audience how to get in touch with you and, and get the book. Yes, uh, the book is an ebook. In other words, it's oh. not a hard copy. It's a book that you can order and download and print out if you like. It's available um, at investmentnews.com slash MBF ebook. That's the name of the website I write for, investmentnews.com slash followed by my three initials, MBF ebook. It's called Maximizing okay. Social Security Retirement Benefits. And people can write to me with their questions at my email address, which is mbfranklin at investmentnews.com. I often answer consumer questions. I do not charge for this service, but I often write about their questions in my weekly retirement column for Investment News. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Mary Beth, for making time and talking with us about Social Security. I'm sure everybody's head is thinking right now of what they need to do, how they can um, make the best decision for their Social Security uh, benefits in the future. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Glad you had time. Thank you very much, Maria. I enjoyed it, and happy holidays to you and all your listeners. Yes, thank you. You too. So, listeners, as always, I have a quote that I want to share with you. Um, usually, it's a quote about a topic. So, I have the same for today. So, I have a quote from Elizabeth Warren, and she says, I believe we honor our promises. We make good on a system that millions of people paid into faithfully throughout their working years. 
and we support the right of every person to retire with dignity. And I think that is a very nice quote, and I hope that um, our politicians, the majority of them, will uh, listen and follow that because, uh, as I said in the beginning, we are all contributing, uh, the ones that are working or have been working into the system. So it wouldn't be fair to say now, hey, uh, sorry, you can't have what you paid in for. So as you know, I am a retirement coach and I help women to find purpose and meaning in their life. I help them to structure their retirement when they are at home and they lost the sense of timekeeping. Uh, it's of course easy and nice to have time off and be able to sleep long, but it's not something that will make you happy for the long time. So if you are a little bit frustrated and tired of being home, especially now you are um, um, had to take early retirement, send me a message or click on one of the banners on the host page to get a free assessment. And then I can help you figure these things out in your retirement. So next week, we will be talking with Cindy Hounsler, and she is from WISER. And WISER stands for Women Institute for Secure Retirement. And we will be talking, it's a financial aspect, and the title is Making Women's Retirement Income Last a Lifetime. So today we talked about benefits, income that there is for everybody. And that's last your whole life. There's nothing uh, that will stop it. And then there are other income, of course, and we will talk about that next week. Thank you all for listening today to the showman Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. I wish, I wish you all a great weekend and I'll talk to you again next week at 2 a.m., uh, 2, sorry, 2 p.m. <laughs> uh, Eastern Time here in the United States. Take care. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. Your host, Maria Lukasen, will return with another show next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Together, we'll help you enjoy better retirement.